It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My friends, as I'm setting up the venue at this on the streets, and I am the monster, and I will be rocking this show with the exclusive young woman that we love to call KK Veli. Now while I'm setting up these shows and setting up these lights and things, I would like to give a shout-out to Beast Nation, Beast Nation Radio, the Eat Network, and also one of my favorites, Team Hungry. We thank you continuously for us growing as a family and how we're going to make even more moves to take over this world piece by piece. What's going on, Triple D? But I didn't even know you knew I was here. Yeah. Like, I worked out in here. I heard you talking, and then all of a sudden, what's going on, Triple D? I'm just sitting here like, man, hello, I didn't even know hello. he had looked up and seen me come out the door. <laughs> hello, hello, <laughs> everyone. Welcome to On the Street. I'm K.K. Belly. I just arrived in the studio. Always on the side of me. I have Monster. I believe we have. Triple D in the studio with us right now. Of course. Right on the street, so I'm going to change the platform up a little bit. I want to kind of have a little open forum discussion. Then, you know, we're always going to get to the music and the lyrics as always. Monster, how are you doing tonight? I'm fine. Did you hear that piece, that Master Chef spit? I was there, you know, that's why I'm kind of late. You know, I had to, like, get a wheelchair and roll myself over here because, you know, I was eating. And I was doing some other things over there, and I had the hookah. You know, I had to, I had to roll myself over here in the woods. You had a hookah. I'm on the street. Oh yeah, they had the hookah bar popping over there. The bartender, ooh, she was on the Oh yeah, you. Cute. <laughs> yeah, you missed all that. The bistro was open, and you know, everything. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to save my appetite for for the streets. You know, I. I I ain't too fancy, so I wanted to say, I wanted to say my appetites for the street food. Oh, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, um, can you do me a favor? What? What you need? I need you to break out the show with a piece. I need a conscious piece from you because we're gonna open up the platform tonight on the streets and talk about a couple issues. Okay. And this piece is entitled Why You Mad? Why do 
every time they want to pick and pick pictures, they pick the worst pictures to put out upon these television propaganda portions of lies, these portable means of deception that are doing a lot of inception and so a lot of people that we are animals. When I say me, I mean everybody, America as a whole. They always want to have pictures that portray us disrespecting and literally cursing and destroying our mind, body, and soul. They always want us to see the worst of everybody. It's not profitable to show the good in anybody. That's what I've seen. Why are you mad? Why are you mad because I don't sell crap? That I've never done heroin or I've never snorted smack. Why are you mad? Why are you mad that my pants don't sag to the point that you can see what my Fruit of the Looms or even my Boxer Briefs or even my Tidy Whities look like? Why are you mad? Why are you mad that my arms are not covered with tattoos and I got so many different piercings that I look like a human pin cushion? Why are you mad? Why are you mad that I prefer to have a mohawk than to having a straight cut hair, or even a bald hair, or even those different, 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 different situations that are really not fair? Why are you mad? Why are you mad that I don't tend to dress like you wanted to say that I dress? And why are you mad because I'm not a Neanderthal and I don't profess to none of that bullshit? Why are you mad? I'm asking the government, why are you mad? Why are you mad that nigger is not the same word that I use 9,999 times and 9,900 different ways all of the days of my life? Why are you mad? Why are you mad that I call her a queen or call her my sister or call her an empress instead of calling her a slut, a bitch, a prostitute, a temptress? Why are you mad? Why are you mad that I don't religiously write songs saying fuck the police and transforming myself from Voltron into a robeese? Why are you mad? Why are you mad that I work a nine-to-five and I have a decent house? When I say decent, I mean literally. It's decent and it's almost a house. It's my apartment building, but I'm working steps to make a house so I can pay you more money. Why are you mad? Why are you mad that I don't smoke as much weed as you expect me to do? Why are you mad that my criminal list is not as long as you expect it to be? Why are you mad at me, my dude? Why are you mad? Why are you mad that I don't say, fuck every person that is white, I don't like them, I'm as racist as hell, and I like them? Yeah, why are you mad? Why are you mad that I respect women? I know why you're mad. I'm mad that every last lie that you've ever put on the television screen to enact or reenact what you think that I would do, it's just an illusion, a mirage, all this bullshit that's just trying to categorize an entire race for some shit that some fucked up individuals in that race do. Why you mad? Why you mad that I don't want to kill a cop? Why you mad? Why you mad that I'm standing up for real justice saying that killing in general needs to stop? Why you mad? Why are you mad that I can hang with the Crips or the Bloods or the Vice Lords or the GDs? Why are you mad that I can hang with the Samoans and the Mexicans and Venezuelans or even my Haitians and I can do it with ease? Why are you mad? Why are you mad that I don't call Japanese people slant-eyed? Why are you mad? Why are you mad that I don't believe all Ethiopian people are skinny like Twix that can break you like Chico sticks? Why are you mad? Why are you mad that I don't like Creflo Dollar? Why are you mad that I don't prescribe that everybody needs to go to church? Why are you mad that I say that I'm not from this earth, and I really do mean that I'm not from this earth? 
Why you mad? I know why you mad. You mad is that I'm so confident in who I am, I don't have time to know or care or feel any remorse for saying who I am. And you are upset because I really don't give a damn because I am who I say I am. And if you don't like it, I don't give a damn because I'm not mad. So I look at you. Look at you, pointing your twisted fingers of judgment at me, and I say, why you mad? When you turn your back on me and say I never amount to nothing, I look back at you and smile and say, why you mad? Because with all that energy, all of that wasted power that you use to be mad at people, you could build a civilization. You could recreate an entire nation, but I see what you're facing. You just want to be mad. So when I'm going on a come up, walking up Jacob's ladder, even though that I drunk too much water, about to bust my own bladder, I will still be like, when I rise to the top looking back down, because I got a piss, but my piss don't go up. My piss is going down. So I guess I'm giving y'all a golden shower. I'm going to give you a reason to be mad and eat. That was a phenomenal piece of ink. Monster, thank you for graffitiing the wall in the studio tonight. Triple D, what do you think about that piece? I thought that was a phenomenal piece. I mean, he mentioned a lot of things that, in questions that I've asked, like, why are you upset about this? What does this even have to do with you? I, I don't know. I just feel like if it's not something that directly affects you, then, like you said, why are you mad? I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that anger comes out of, I think a lot of that anger tends to come out of jealousy and fear of people who have, as he said, the confidence to be themselves. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Raw statement. Raw statement. Well, Monster, tonight on the streets, I thought we'd open up the platform a little bit and talk about some issues. Um, I've been watching in my own backyard, actually, lately, that the black-on-black crime is very heavy, you know, in my backyard. And just the other night, we had... Four people get killed within 24 hours, back to back to back of each other. And they're saying it's all black on black crime. Now, the problem that I'm having is that, okay, why are we not making it a big of a deal that it's us against us, but when it's us against another race, then we want to pull the race apart. But nobody's not really saying much of anything about the black kid getting shot by another black kid. It's just we just lost another person. You know, may they rest in peace. Nobody's not, you know, putting up a picket sign, oh, we're going to march, or we got to make a change, we got to do this. It's like they're brushing it over. But as soon as it's somebody of another race, they want to blow it up and, you know, and the FBI and Fox. It's like, I want can you explain that to me? Because maybe it's something that I'm missing, but I don't understand. It's still a man or a child or a person losing their life. I mean, a life is a life, right? I'll, uh, I'm going to let my son answer that from his side of the spectrum because I can destroy that whole thing with some real simple shit, but I want him to get his point across. 
No, I asked you a question. You really want me to do that? He might not get enough. He might not have an answer after this. Okay, Triple D, what do you have to say about it? Repeat that. Oh my goodness. What do you have to say about it? I ain't even gonna lie, I zoned out. Oh my goodness. Hold on. You know, I got you. I got you. <laughs> is it that you don't know because you weren't listening, or is it that you don't know because you just don't know? I, I wasn't listening, I'm not gonna lie. That's fine. Monster, can you explain to me okay. what I just said? This is what's going on. People are not marching because black people don't give a fuck about black people. Really. We have been desensitized all our lives upon visual stimuli about death. So when when, when we kill each other, people want to people want to make their opinions. People are very opinionated. They they literally they literally stopped thinking about this person died. They were like, well, what did they do? Or if they wouldn't have been in this situation, like everybody, people get cocky and arrogant about death. It is so easy for us to kill each other. We do not own any shops that actually supply guns. We don't own any shops that supply knives. We have to purchase it from another race to kill us. They know that. Why would I need a KKK when you kill yourself? Why would you? Why would you? All right, so you claim a posse, a crew, a clique, or a gang, or anything that has to do with illegal contraband. If I know, if I can build a race of monsters that hate their selves. I can put a color flag on it if you want to make it look like that. I can put a relationship flag on it. They know that we are volatile like a Molotov cocktail. More men get killed over bitches, and I'm going to call them bitches, because at the point that these individuals are getting killed, it's for a woman they never should have fucked with, neither one of them. But men be so stupid because most of them think with their dicks. You'll kill a nigga over. You'll kill a nigga because he's ignorant over a woman that's still fucking somebody else while she's fucking your dumb ass. People don't think, and we don't want to stand behind that. We're used to the race riots, so when another race takes one of our lives, we're ready to march and line up. But while you lining up, you lining up with somebody that's going to shoot you later. True. True. And. That's the and thing I've been wondering about. Like, I'm like, it's still a life for a life, but like you said, I guess you're, it's, it's like we're, we're almost taught to be turning the head of our own, hurting our own, but to be angry and want to fight when it's somebody else hurting our own. When in reality, you know how they say charity starts at home, don't take care of somebody else, you can't take care of your house. Well, we have to first start with us, with our own people 
fighting against our own people hurting our people before we can fight them hurting us. Because in the long run, they're just going to step back, and it's just going to be us hurting us alone, and we're going to take out our own self. Well, I, I would like to bring up another point on this one, which is that it's not so much we uh-huh. don't get so upset about the actual act so much as the fact that people of other races don't get punished for it. If, okay, if the cop had, who had shot Michael Brown, if Darren Wilson had been arrested right then and there, I guarantee you it would not have been so publicly bringing about riots and other stuff like this. If, you know... So you're saying due to lack of punishment, you're saying due to lack of punishment, that's why it's more so, like, between the Mike Brown case and they said a case where it's like a black officer shooting a black kid. It's more so because he's not going to jail for what he did, not so much to color his skin. But hold on. I don't even believe totally that what you're saying you have a very valid point, but I still believe now there are cases where it's been a black officer shooting a black kid and the child has died, but that officer still gets slapped on the wrist. They're both black. Now, what's the issue with that? Now, he has a badge. He's the same color. It's it's a power. It's like a power over the smaller man complex. Sometimes it's not color. Sometimes it's the idea of power and yeah. money. Like everybody's well, green. So here's my thing: it's power and money. young black men, even if the officer is black, we still are taught to almost look at anyone behind a badge as if they're not just different race than us, but a different species as us. <laughs> to, to an extent. To an extent. That's true. To an extent, that's true. Depending on where you're from will depend on how your view of the police Maybe. Um, in my backyard where I'm from, like in my backyard where I'm from, nobody really the police because the police technically don't do their job. So where mm-hmm. I'm from, it's like the police versus everybody. And the police are almost to the point, they don't even care, so they don't even do their job. They patrol up and down the street. They can't even catch a murderer that they know murder someone. They can't even catch them. They are not handling other rape cases or anything, so they really don't give a fuck about their job where you may have in, let's say, like L.A., where the police brutality, everybody knows they do police brutality in L.A. So, of course, they're going to look at them like they're different species, like it's me you. So if I get pulled over by L.A. police officers, the odds of me getting my ass kicked are pretty high because that's what they have labeled them. So depending on what your mindset is, you're either going to look at that and say, okay, well, they put a label on the police, let's say they're all going to be brutal officers, or you can take an account of every 
sister, it's not the same way. Just like they paint a black man like he is a brutal, barbaric beast. When in reality, black men are not brutal, nor are they barbaric beasts. There are some they may be that way, just like there are white men that are that way and Asian men are that way. It's not just one particular race. So that's well, just like the white and look at a black man. But it's not just police brutality that alienates us from the cops. It's especially down here where, you know, almost like I hate to say it, but it's very true down here. Almost any, we'll say 15 to 18-year-old black male that I know is involved in some kind of illegal activity. Nine out of ten of them are. Right. And so we're automatically looking at a us versus them mentality when we see the fact that even if there is no police brutality in the equation, they're still coming to get us. True, but you have to look at it this way. You say, like, hypothetically, nine out of ten young black men are in some type of uh, criminal activity. In my area. You would, you would, yeah, in your area, I'm saying. So you would say, if you think about it, in statistics, if you took yourself out of the criminal activity, the lack of them having to get you would diminish quite a bit. Because if you're not doing something in their eyes, they feel is damaging their um, property. Oh, no, I, I perfectly agree. They work for the state. They don't work for you. They work for the state. If they are not doing something that's damaging their state, then they won't have a reason to initially have to engage with you. You know, so certain things, I'm not saying that that's an excuse for them to go out and beat your ass just because you sell weed or you make their pills. But if you lessen your chances of them having to do that, you you would pretty much benefit yourself by taking yourself out of the criminal activity. True. <laughs> at the same time, down here, you know, it's almost looked at as a necessity. We live in an area where, especially for young black men, it is very hard to find a legal source of income, shall we say. So... The first thing you see when you're raised out here is, well, Johnny on the corner selling weed. He always seems he always seems to have money in his pocket. His family always seems to be doing pretty decently. Hey, Johnny, what can I do to what 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 can I do to you know get some money in my pocket? What can I do to make sure that my family's fed? Right. But did you see what you said? Because you saw, let's say, little Johnny's on the corner selling weed, and you're saying, okay, he's able to keep money in his pocket. I'm asking what he did so that I can do it so I can have money in my pocket. You're becoming a product of your environment. You're becoming this a true. which is what they're looking for you to do. And this is true. I understand that sometimes it's hard, because even where I'm from, it's hard to find a legal way of obtaining income, but you're making an excuse. You're making an excuse because my environment is like this, then I have to do this. It's an excuse. And that's what they're looking for you to do to make an excuse of your environment. So then that's just another reason for them to shoot 
Mm-hmm. I, you know, I agree. I'm just saying that you also have to look at you have to look at both sides of every story. You know, there's that old thing. There's three sides to every story. There's your story, your side, my side, and the truth. Truth. And usually, you have to look at both sides before you can see the truth. That may be true. That may be true. Um, Monster, you have anything to say? Mm-mm. Monster? I'm here. What do you have to say about this discussion, sir? I'm trying to find a way. Gotta be, gotta be, gotta be PG-13. No, it's we're on the streets. It doesn't have to be PG-13. Give it to us raw. Alright. Well, when it comes down to young black boys, everybody that's over the age of 30 that is in your community, it's their fault the young black boys are the way they are. Yeah. Completely agree. That's facts. Because you don't have enough leaders. Because if you think selling and slanging just to keep your family fed, that means that you have a small-ass mindset. Because if I know financially you are not human, Triple D is not a human being. He's a stock in United States of America stock market. If I can make more money from Triple D going to jail than him being free, I'm sending his ass to jail. If I can make more money off of these 15 to 18-year-olds with their asses locked up, I'm giving them all the shit they need to go to jail so I can get paid. While you sell a weed, they get in your cell ready to put your black ass in there. Mm-hmm. And no, not a necessity. Wherever you black people, which is what pisses me off about our people, we give them reasons to shoot us because we don't know how much power we have. How many of you in your community can stop going to the fucking store that's not owned by a black person and don't buy shit from the store? How many? How many can go to the gas station, fill it up one time? Go to go to the uh for the rest of for four five days. Don't go to nothing that's not owned by a black person. You would shut your city down quickly. The control is in the commerce. The control is in the economics. If you sell weed, they already know how many years they they want to give you life sentences for for a bag, but they'll let a rapist go free. Because it's more black people that sell weed than rapists that they know of. So they need a higher charge to put your asses in there so they can get paid for a longer period of time. The longer you stay alive, the more they get paid. You get these little trinkets. Black people are obsessed with trinkets. A new cell phone, a new car, uh, some hose, some nice clothes. The clothes you're fucking wearing you don't even own. Literally, 
Like, the people who design the clothes don't even know how the fuck you shape. You wearing shit made in Taiwan, in Korea. I don't give a fuck what name brand name it got. Even a name brand name. They calling you nigger while you flossing with their shit. They know that we like to look pretty. We're enticed by materialistic shit. We're very fucking materialistic. If you ain't got a, if you trying to feed your family and you know that this, your nine to five is not going nowhere, I'm not telling people to sell. But if that's what you're doing, you sell and you get the fuck out of that place that you're at. Because at the end of the day, you're still just going to be selling weed. They they still don't want to hire you. You just look a little bit better because you got a little a little peanut. If you get an elephant a peanut, an elephant will be satisfied. But at the end of the day, it's still a a peanut. That ain't shit. There's not enough leaders. All them grown ass men that are thirty and up that's not teaching these brothers another way are all at fault from the decline. The women can't do everything. Women have have leadership capabilities. They're strong leaders. They're strong. You can't put. You're not supposed to put all that pressure on a woman's shoulders. Her her back is not even made for that shit. So it's the older people's fault because it makes kids have to be grown from what they think a grown person is supposed to be to teach kids. So when a kid teaches another kid. And they really ain't trying to build shit. Don't nobody want to build shit. How many dudes that you, how many, if get, I put in a, gang, in a gang term, if all the gang members in a set got together and said, we're going to build some shit, then you can build you a house and start selling houses. You can build you a garden. You can, you can put some money in. I don't give a fuck if it's illegal. Fuck it. You put some money together, invest in a store to make to flip your money to some legal shit. You can do all these things. You got 20, 50, 100 soldiers that's main purpose is to kill people that look like them. You don't see too many you don't see too many groups of gangs that's going to fight the KKK. You a gang, you ain't about to shoot up the KKK. You damn sure ain't about to shoot up the Hells Angels. You're gonna shoot people that look like you. That's like a catfish trying to fight a crawfish. The bottom feeders, that's because that's what they're calling us. We're the bottom feeders. Trash is taking out trash so the trash man don't have to. That's what they call us. They call us trash. And we're giving them reasons to call us trash. You you getting tattooed tears and body and people don't make you tough, it's easy to take somebody's life. You know how easy it is? You can kill yourself. That's how easy it is. Don't take guts. You can kill yourself in in a minute. You can literally put your hand on your neck and break that bitch. That's how easy it is. That don't make you tough because you're killing people. You ain't helping nobody grow nothing. You want to be known. Everybody want to be a hood celebrity. But they put your ass in the hood laughing at you. Everybody want to be proud of the projects. It was a science project, and they looking at you looking at you damn field mice doing exactly what the hell they want you to do. We have too many excuses. There's not enough leaders with balls. We don't have a lot of, all our leaders that have balls are either dead or in prison. The ones that are out, on the outside looking in, they do a lot of pretty speeches, but is they really talking to the community? 
If they is, kudos. But most of them not. Because if they talking to the if I'm talking to a community of artists, I just put me in there. If I'm talking to a community of, of kids, gang, whatever, and I, my job is to teach you how to build. You already mastered how to destroy. My job is to teach you how to build. Police officers, white, black, blue, or green, is not about the race. Once you put on a badge, your job is to kill whoever ain't got the badge on you have. That's your job. Because if you don't kill the people who don't have a badge on, your ass might not make it home. Them same little black posters they have, and they just happen to show there's white people shooting at them, I'm pretty sure that police force got black people. So that's them same black people with them badges had to shoot at black people too. They got accustomed to killing each other. All the way back into the warrior tribes days with Shaka Zulu and them, it was, it was hundreds of empires. Hundreds. Them empires didn't get along. Shaka Zulu warrior group was killing. We used to killing ourselves. We've been used to it. And we, got, we build, but we build for us. Oh, not no, us. Yeah? I left you a, a surprise, a little gift on, on the lead, right? All right. Well, yeah, um, Monster, it's, it's um, interesting that you mentioned the projects and how people want to say, you know, they're proud, you know, proud to be from the project. Don't get me wrong. I fully support somebody that's not ashamed of where they're from. But know actually what the projects mean. The project originally, especially when they first came in New York, the projects was the area where they put all the poorest of the poorest people and they test out different drugs on them. They test out different substances to see how to react to them and left them enclosed in one area called the project. And now the projects are like low-income housing. But the project is literally a project. They tested things on the people lower income, paid them a little money to take this pill and see if it'll make your hair fall out. Or take this shot and see what it'll do. I mean, they had a mass thing in the 60s where they sterilized a mass amount of body equal women and were saying that the shot was supposed to help something else, but it sterilized them. But only body equal women. No other race, just body equal women, which are women of, of black descent. So it shows you that you're hollering, I'm proud to be from here, and, you know, this, this, and that, or want to yell out to your hood, but you're not doing too, nothing to change your project or you're not doing anything to change where you're from, especially when it's a rural area. So that's me, like, really irritates me, especially, like, even the artists here where I'm from. You know, so I'm from the south side, I'm from the north side, and I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but not narrow one of you guys are doing anything. You know, shout out to John Connor. He actually is one of the few uh, fun artists that actually comes back to his city and makes things change and are trying to, do something, but he's only one man, you know, so it, it's really, it's really crazy how people look at things, though, but my son, I'm glad you brought that to the table. No problem. So, buddy, how you feeling? What you thinking about everything? I know you're over there, got something to say. What you got to say? Oh, no, he, uh, he, he had to take, a, he had to take a quick flight out. Okay. Okay. And he'll be uh give you some details in the in, in the lyric. They had to take a quick flight out. Okay, okay. 
So my studio, I've been going in the studio. They're like the same thing right now. We just kind of just vibing it up. Us, uh, well, the butterfly coming. The butterfly coming. Okay, okay. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. One more thing, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, and I'm pretty disappointed in the state of how our people really are, you know, especially when it comes to, like, black men. I'm really disappointed, and... I don't, personally, I don't have any discrimination toward any particular race or sexual orientation at all. But just my own personal experiences with black men and my own personal experience of seeing how they are is really hard sometimes to imagine, like, there are, like, black men doing something positive when all you see the person before you or all you see on the or the the place where the Well the thing about that is the job is to make you know how they make movie monsters, right? Yes. I keep giving you visual stimuli of a monster. Eventually, you get scared of the monster, right? Yeah, you get so scared, you become one. That, and in the same breath, these young bulls, everyone, everything is a taught skill. If a young bull has done something out of character, he's visually experienced it. And he was taught how to do it. If a young bull is domineering or wants to say he's dominant, most of his background has that portrayal. You have to be tough. You can't show emotions. You're the man. Somebody got to do what you say. Make them do what you say. That's taught. Hmm. No one, no, no young boy, because this is a testament to black children. When black children are out, you can take you can take a black child to a multicultural place with other kids of other races. It's the parents that interfere with the interaction of the children. It's not the children, because it's, if you just let the children play in the playpen, they play naturally. The innocence. Their taught skill is to love each other. That's their taught skill. They're taught by outside sources. Mm-mm. No. Don't talk to that person. Don't deal with that person. That person, mm-mm. It's a taught skill. Because if you, if, you if you take an Indian child and a black child, the Indian child don't see color. The Indian child sees a baby. That's just like them. If they if they eyeball the same toy or the same type of tool where both of them can ride on, they're going to help each other get on it or they're going to play together. True. So when these black men do all this silly-ass shit, 
is taught skills. Because you have to be tough in certain societies or people see the alpha male complex is of a warrior race. Mm-hmm. But they don't study warriors. How can you be of a warrior race and don't even study warriors? What kind of warrior are you? Right. You most warrior most people who have who are alphas have Viking tendencies. Or have a Tuller the Hun tendencies. They're raiders. They raid the land. They rape and pillage. Then they go. They're scavengers. That's what they've been, that's what they that's what they've been taught. Real warriors study. Okay. So you're saying some of the things that these black men are doing are taught too. So, like, let's say a racist, for instance. Is that something that you believe is a skill, or I mean, I I want to understand this. Like, okay, I can understand being a robber or a killer. That could be something you've seen, so you've learned that. But being a rapist or something like that, to that degree, where does that fall in the lines of something being taught? Because I would think if you saw that for yourself, that would more so make you want to steer away from being that type of person. See, this is the illusion. The illusion is when, when a man rapes a woman, that's the, that's his first time. You'll never know his real first time. You'll never know that he possibly got molested. You'll never know that he possibly got raped. And he was so frustrated at the situation, he's making people feel what he felt. The whole mindset and concept of a rapist is, is a power thing. Most young men have had sex at early-ass ages. These shows, these movies, these videos, this propaganda shows dudes running trains on girls. How you, what, what would put a person in a mindset to go in the butt of a girl than the other dude, if she, she riding the dude, and the other dude in her butt, but they, they dicks and balls is rubbing. If to in order for you to do that, you have to have either seen it or done it before with success. Because if it was unsuccessful, you wouldn't have did it. And a lot of women, when they say no, they really do mean no. But there's too many that have been molested that like rape style sex. They want to put a stamp on it and say that's rough sex. No, you like rape style sex. You've been molested. Hmm. A lot, a lot of women, for some reason, that's been, that's been in that situation. Even though they don't want to be raped, they like a rough, a rougher style sex. So you said that oftentimes when that happens, it's not the person's first time. What do you think, in your opinion, triggers the first time for them to have an impulse to do something like that? Peer pressure, or let's see, it's a lot of it's a lot of characteristics because rapists are monsters. It's all about power, but they've seen that before. 
Chemically, do you know that when somebody gets raped, it has the same it's it, it it pops off as the same pheromones that you get out of fear, the same adrenaline rush, the same endorphins mm. that come out of fear when you watch like a scary movie. Right. Those same oh, endorphins, those same those same endorphins pump through your body. Mm-hmm. So some women that have had forced sex upon them, raped, due to the sounds they were making, it didn't sound like they didn't like it. That'd be the mad excuse. She was moaning, so she liked it. Some women, while a dude having sex, say, choke me. Some say, slap me, spit on me. If that's what you like to do, that's what you like to do. It's not a judgment thing. It's just the fact that if a man is if, if a man is a rapist and he's been successful with raping multiple women, that meant that he instilled enough fear in them for none of them to tell. Mm-hmm. Because okay. he knows he fucked up. But if you flip the same side, every rapist is a bitch. Let me get that out there. He's there a bitch. Because if you put them in the penitentiary with real individuals that know they're not going out of jail, when they bend their ass over that damn pole, and then it's one and two and three and four and five and six and seven, when it's an entire crew that ran in their ass until their ass bleeding and they got to go to the emergency, then they become the victim. But when they do that to one woman, they think it's okay. When they batter and bruise and bash up her face, it's okay. Because they just wanted to get a nut. That's the most sadistic type of sexual satisfaction you could try to have. Because you've you've destroyed something from the inside and out. And most rapists are retarded. Because you, if you split her, she's bleeding. Blood on blood contact. You may have got AIDS. You may have gave her AIDS. You don't know what you did. They're so in... They they become hunters and followers and drinkers of lust so heavy that none of them ever loved the woman they raped. They lusted after her. It was a, it was a desired effect. I desire her so much. I gotta have her. It's a want. And they know before they say something to you, you're going to say no. That whole false king persona that these bastards try to do is stupid. I'm a king. She's gonna do what I do. With Say what I say. You, then why are you mad at slave masters? Why are you mad at slave masters that fucked old grandmama in them? Why does Rosewood piss you off? Why does Amistad piss you off? Why does 12 days of slavery hurt your feelings? And you doing the same shit to your sisters. They're not sisters by blood, but you're doing this. There's no difference from a rapist and a slave master. No difference. But if they brought slavery in right now, they'd be ready to start multiple riots. I ain't about to get beat and whipped. and I'm not about to get beat, whipped, mistreated, degraded, and made to look like an animal. That's what rapists do. Beat you, whip you, degrade you, treat you like an animal. There's no difference. You're just a slave. You're a, you're a, you're a slave master's assistant. That's what you are. Because at the end of the day, that's why they catch it so bad. 
molesters and pedophiles, everybody who go to prison that's on some rape shit, they don't make it the first day. They normally are either hang themselves. They normally either hang themselves. They normally then sucked about three or four dicks and swallowed cum. Or got their ass bent over in the shower till their ass could no longer close. And now they got to wear dresses every day of their life in the prison. Now they got to suck everybody dick in the everybody dick, dick in their in the cell. Most niggas don't wash. And now you just now you a made prostitute. Hurt people, hurt people. And the rapists think it's a power trip. Do you know what's gonna happen? You know what will happen if a rapist tell a, is making the girls suck his dick. And then you cut his balls off right in the middle of it. Hmm. While he forcing while he forcing her to give head. Cut his nuts off. See what happened. Hmm. All that crying and screaming he forced upon you. He know he about to die. Every nigga bitch come out of them when they know that they about to see Jesus. And they not even gonna see Jesus because they desecrated one of his temples, which is the woman. Dumbasses. That's interesting to say hurt people, hurt people. That's very interesting because I've heard that saying before. And I guess because I'm, I would say I'm more of a, I wouldn't say I'm optimistic. I don't have very much optimism left, but I'm more open-minded. And to me, I would think if a hurt person been hurt, they would try their best not to hurt other people. Not the other way around because I'm hurt. I'm gonna make somebody else hurt like I'm hurting. Then I mean, yep. it's a world full of hurt people. And you know, it's a it's a trait. Humans don't want to be humans no more. They want to be like the beasts. They want to be like the animals. You weren't created for such Neanderthal type tactics. Most of these dudes. Have either had fucked up lives or overprivileged lives or spoiled lives and thinking it take a few bad women apples to spoil the whole harvest. Too many women told these niggas yes when they wanted to do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Well, well let me stick it in your ass and let my boy spot you let my boy put his dick in your mouth and, and you gonna cover his balls and then we gonna put this shit on we gonna put this shit in, on on the camera and we gonna show people. You gonna like that shit? Yeah, I do whatever you say. So many women want to be submissive. You can be submissive. You can, and I love a submissive woman. But you got to be submissive to somebody who's worthy of the submission. These niggas ain't worthy. These dudes is bitches, and the women are not getting the memo. I don't give a fuck if his dick is named magical. If you see fruit and vegetables and all the greats of the world, if he could take you to the Eiffel Tower and send your ass to, to the Sphinx and then send your ass to South America, if he could send you to Mars with how good he had sex with you, it's still just a penis with two nuts after you took your trip. Mm. And see, is, is that worth, you know what I'm saying, is that worth you going through getting spit on, getting punched, getting dog, getting disrespected, getting scratched, getting beat, getting made to do sexual positions that your body at that moment wasn't even ready to try? 
Is it really worth all that? Do women really realize that for every one man that you find attractive, there's 20 more niggas that look 20 times better than him? You the commodity. You the commodity. It's a lot of fine women, very attractive women that most dudes won't fuck with because they're intimidated. But in the same platform, these whole-ass niggas that say, this is my bitch, and then they want to plant a seed in them. When they plant seeds and they're not fathers, they're baby daddies, that's a stamp of property. Well, I'll put, I'll put the seed in her. Uh, ain't nobody going to want to fuck with her because she don't get fat and, and all this other shit. I done made sure ain't nobody going to. See, that's trying to make sure that don't nobody want you because he's not a father. When the father gets the woman pregnant, he nine times out of ten, he's happier than she is. Because he's going to be a father. He's doing extra shit. You ain't got to ask where the bassinet at. He done built this bitch. He done fucked it up. He got to go back to Home Depot, but he built it. He know about infamil. He know about all the little spoons you got to get. He buying shit you don't need. You, you want to design the room. He done built the room from scratch. Baby daddy saying, oh, you know, I'm going to support you. Is it mine? That isn't mine. See, a lot of women, but see, it's, like I said, like a lot of apples spoil a whole bunch. A lot of women let these whole-ass niggas get away with a lot of shit. And that's why they think that was their seal of approval. Well, if she said I was cool, if she said it was cool, if I punched her and she ain't say shit, if she said she like it, if she don't want me, if she don't want, she don't want to leave me, then I've got a seal of approval by five females that I done dogged and they still here. Wouldn't make you different. So if I slap and punch you, yeah, like, and so if I slap and punch you and you do something out the ordinary, what the fuck is wrong with you? They in line. Why ain't you in line? I'm about to make you get in line. Every every nigga gets tough until you put a barrel to their chest. Girl, I'm gonna beat your ass. Put a gun. Put a put a gun in his mouth. Nigga pissing and shitting on himself same time. That's real. Oh, yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. That's that's the thing. Like, it's, that's a that's an important issue though. A lot of people don't want to talk about it because they're too afraid or they're worried about backlash. Because believe it or not, statistics say one in four women have been beaten or raped, which is it's, it's sad, but very true. And you know what's funny? You know why the statistics so high? This is funny, but fucked up. Because they want it to be out there that almost every woman's been beat or raped to give to 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 make the sisters get together, but for some negative shit. So if one in every four women has been raped, like the statistics say, if all the sisters get together and just say "fuck men," that's a war. They want it, and the thing about it is they've already induced. And fucked up a lot of the generation's young youth of men because they want to make sure that there's no more black families left. Hmm. They want to they want to make sure because the black a black family that's about this shit is too powerful. It's too powerful because it, we we are a tribe. We have our 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 tendencies are clan like. Our tendencies are tribe like. We reach one, teach one. You may cut your sister out, but if your sister fucking up at school, you're going to help her. 
Right. When a family stay together, a family can lift lift each other up. They don't like that shit. They want the black man to always be the bad guy and the woman. As long as, you know what I'm saying, they want a lot of independent women, which I love an independent woman. But they want a lot. They want women to be so high on their pedestal of being they're independent. You don't need no man. Once you continue to say, I don't need no man, you'll stop having sex with men. Once you stop having sex with men, population go down. And if you're talking a Pacific race, oh, no, I hate all black men. Black men ain't shit. They want you. They have to get you to say black men ain't shit. How many women you really hear say white men ain't shit? You don't. You always hear it's the black the black man ain't shit. Fuck all black men. That's what you hear. That's what you see on TV. That's what you hear on the radio. Thousands and thousands. And so many sisters hate black men. It's not even funny. And then you get then they get mad when they see all these lesbians popping up. They, I hate black men. Hey, stand them. But y'all y'all didn't hate Charles Manson. Y'all didn't hate David Koresh? You, you, didn't, you didn't hate the boys of Calabar? You, you, you didn't hate, the, you didn't hate the, the white dude, even though he was gay? You didn't hate him for cutting up people's asses and putting them in the refrigerator? You didn't do a call out to, oh, white men is crazy. You didn't hate, you, you didn't hate Wayne Gacy for burying victims in his wall? This is just like a small, this is a percentage of what they let you see. You don't never hear them saying, oh, we just hate all white men. White men ain't shit. No, you hear it. Black men ain't shit. Because they know how strong the seed of a black man is. But these coward-ass seedlings that have grown up are bitches. And they fuck the generation up. This, you, this, a lot of these youths that, that, that don't have the proper guidance from a strong black mother or a strong black father, are fucking it up for everybody. Do you know what used to happen when a when a when a when a black child, young man, a boy, sixteen, seventeen, if he not saying he raped her, but if he was accused of rape, and his father thought he did it, his father's blowing his shit out so hard that his neck is damn near about to do a twist, because he's disrespected his balls, his seed, your seed. Your seed has destroyed a woman's life. Going through the father's mind is where did I go wrong? He's doing like he's doing a lot of self evaluation right there. What did I do wrong? I was teaching him right. I was doing what I thought I, I was supposed to do as a man. He raped this girl. He gonna fuck his son up way before the police ever touch his son. Mm-hmm. And the mother too. When when you have when you have these young kids that do this shit. And then their parents say, no, my son, I never do that. You don't even fucking hang with your son like that to even know what your son really do. Yeah. And they're they giving them a seal of approval. Well, if I, if I live with my mom and my mom is not really saying nothing about me raping these girls, why should I stop? If, um, if I rape these girls and, you know, my boys know that, I'm saying that, I'm, you know, this is another notch to my belt. You're not going to tell a bunch of your boys unless all your boys is rapists. You're not going to say, well, I raped this girl. You're not going to say exactly. that. You're gonna twist the or words you're gonna around. make it look like it was something else, or you're gonna depict it like, oh, this is rough sex, or oh, she wanted it that way. You're gonna depict it and twist it any way you can, so that they will view you in a different light. Especially if your boys aren't that way. But they say people of the same kind hang alike, so who really knows? Like we don't so, know. And that's propaganda, but that's also some bullshit. 
Because, again, a lot of niggas like that hang with each other, and I say niggas because they're ignorant, because a lot of women, you don't know the massive amounts to keep it quiet of sisters that, that let these niggas get away with shit. It's sisters that go to high school from junior high already plotting, oh, the star quarterback or the star guy on the basketball team, I'm going to fuck him. I'm going to suck his dick ten ways from Sunday. I'm going to do this, this, that. You're, And then when when they get game-banged, oh, oh, he loved me. Then they get mad and get bitter. You came from junior high school with the intention of fucking someone you knew you weren't supposed to even touch. Why are you even having sex? Who did you fuck in junior high school? Mm-hmm. It's no leadership. It's leadership. It's leadership for negative shit. It's not. It's not enough leadership for positive shit. I know it's a lot of young men that that I know are warriors that are respected, that are loyal, that are good husband material. But they about their business first. But they don't fuck with the hood like that. They're, they live in the hood, but they're doing what it takes to get out of the hood because they know that is a project that they don't want to be a part of no more. Yes, sir. So they're doing, and they know that. And a lot of them is my little brothers because I don't know everything. I don't. I read a lot, and I study a lot of theologies, a lot of theologies. But I'm looking at what's going on. I could teach a lot of brothers how to treat the women right, our daughters right, because we're all they're 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 not victims. They're they're willfully submissive to destruction. They willfully submit to be destructive. I could put a gun in a in a young black man's head and tell him, not give him the money, man. I got fifty stacks. If you blow this dude brains out, you can get it. If I show him a $50 and make a little I got stacks, I didn't already program his mind to become a murderer. He's not thinking about, I didn't murder, I took somebody's life, I'm going to go to jail for the rest of my life, I'm about to do this for this money. We have fell in love with Mammon. Mammon has became the wife, the mistress, and all that. They lust after money, and they lust off the woman's body. The woman's body, especially black woman's body, is one of the best bodies on planet Earth. Men are visual creatures. Men lust after women a lot. Eye candy. And and a lot of sisters willfully know, okay, I got big ass, I got big titties. If I wear this tight-ass clothes, if my pussy's sitting fat and pretty through these clothes, he's going to look. She's fishing. She's fishing with her body who she won't. And then they're looking on the outside because y'all like eye candy too, but y'all, the ones with common sense, look for what's on the inside. Y'all both, if y'all both visually looking, this dude that looked sexy, looked right to you, had a had a decent conversation. Uh, if you shit, a monkey can have a decent conversation. You teach it, <laughs> but they, but they always give you signs that I might be a fucked up individual. If you if you chill with them and then they get mad at somebody, look at the levels of how they get mad to somebody they not with. Then just half it or double that. They're not. They're with me. But they cussing out this one woman like she ain't shit, and she just she messed up the order a little bit. What if me and him got into the argument? Right. How how on a hundred would he go on me? Gotta look at that shit. That means he got anger issues. He may he may be aggressive, aggressive, or passive aggressive. You gotta watch that. If he is a passive aggressive, find out what make him mad. Try not to do it, but still be yourself. Don't walk into some shit you don't know, 
and be like, and then make him mad. They wonder why he punched your ass through the wall. True, true. Um, I have a question for you, Monster. Somebody in my mm-hmm. studio audience, or in our studio audience, has a question. Okay. Um, hold on one second. They're asking me. Okay. The question is, do you believe a racist could be a father? No. What's your reason behind it? You said a, a rapist being a father? Yes, like they planted a seed in a woman that they assaulted, and now they're going to have their child. You think that that person could reinvent themselves and be a father figure to their child? How can you reinvent yourself and you destroy the temple that where your child is in? You destroyed the temple. To reinvent yourself means you have to lie. You have to say that, you know, me and your mother, you know, you have to make an excuse of why the child's here. Because the child is very inquisitive. The child knows by the way the mother and the father interact, something is going on wrong. The child's going to ask, well, Daddy, why don't you and Mama and this, this, this? Well, you know, they're either going to say, well, you know, it's your mother or it's like things we went through. They're not going to be like, well, I raped your mama. I, I, I assaulted your mama. That's that's how you got here. But I'm a change after I assaulted your mama. Then let the baby look at it, what rape means. You're instantly a monster. Monsters don't change just because they, they got a baby. Because what you did was you positioned yourself because this woman told you no. She locked the doors of access to her secret garden. And you said, I don't give a fuck what you say. I'm going to exert my own authority and make this garden mine. That's ownership, still a slave master. Right. Slave masters don't change their outfit. They don't change their spots just because they change their outfit. Because it's not just one thing. If they rape the individual and and the individual got pregnant, they still want to have the baby and the individual. Now they can double rape the individual. What if the individual don't want to fuck with them? They'll, they'll bring up all this old shit and neglect everything they do and try to take the baby. Now the now that individual that has been raped not once but twice. No, they can't. And that's very that's very pathetic that a rapist would think that that's cool. Because if the rapist got raped and they got semen in their ass and someone videotaped that shit, how can they reinvent a homosexual moment? Because everybody would think they're gay. That would be plagued as rough sex too, right? Right. Oh, oh. How do you how do you change how do you change that? Well, change change. Audience member, she she said she appreciates that because she said that's been on her mind. She really just wanted to know that she just she doesn't understand it. You know, she just wanted to break down a bit. Okay, no problem. Oh, we have a we have an audience member in the in the in the, in the studio, Scorpion. Scorpion. Hey, y'all. Uh, hello, hello. Hey, sister, how you doing? Fine, and you? I'm doing good. How you doing, Kay? 
I'm doing wonderful. My scorpion head. Give me a hug. Mwah, mwah. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Belly flop, girl. Belly flop. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> I feel like Winnie the Pooh. That was it's nice. So that was very nice. What you what you think about our discussion so far? Very interesting. Of course, I came in late, not too long. Came in from taking my daughter to the movies, and um, very interesting subject. You know, uh, yeah, I see a lot of truth and a lot of you know things that made me go hmm. You know, about that, and uh being a victim myself when I was a teenager, you know, it's, um, it's something, you know, because you feel like how dare, you know, somebody take such, something like that from a person, you know what I mean? And uh, something that I never wish on anybody and pray nothing that it doesn't happen to anybody, but it happens and you got so many uh, predators out here, you know, child predators as well as, you know, men just seeking women, period, just to uh, just to do that too, you know what I'm saying, unsuspectingly and taking it unwillingly from women. And, hell, you got so many women that's giving it up, but that's not how they want it. Rapists, they, that's, that's not how they want it. They don't want it just freely given to them. They can, you know, they, can, they know they can get it freely, but they want to take it. You know, they get some type of gratification Evidently from about taking it, forcing it from, you know, from a woman like that. But, yeah, there's uh, so many aspects on that and everything, but I'm just sitting back listening, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's something, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. And it's scary, too, about, you know, a lot of men going to prison, you know, and uh, they go in and a lot of them, seek the companionship of, you know, their same, and they have women and wives on the outside waiting for them, you know what I mean? And then they come out of prison, they're going back to this woman after everything that they done did in prison, you know what I mean? It's just like a whole nother life. And then you come back to your wife, oh, no, ain't nobody did this to me. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going to do this, I ain't going to do that. But, you know, a lot of them in there, you know, tearing some stuff up up in there, you know. Mm-hmm. That's kind of scary, but yeah. But that's all I gotta say about it. It ain't all I gotta say about it, but that's all I'm gonna say about it right now. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. So I'm gonna sit back and listen. I'm just listening to your forum and everything. Good subject. All right. Oh, I appreciate that. No problem, sis. No problem. Okay, okay. What up? Throw out another subject. Come on, KK. Talk about something. Any ball. Oh, you want me to throw out another subject? Okay, okay. Uh, let's see. Why don't you throw out a subject? What is the subject that you want to talk about? You know where I'm, where my mind's kind of at right now. So, what about you? What do you, what do you want to talk about, my good man? Well, I just want the leaders to step their motherfucking game up and find all this bullshit because, like, not enough builders. And it's like, I'm tired of talking about this black and white shit because 
as a people should fight against white supremacy. All right. We are a spirit, like, this is what people don't realize about our people, and it's our people that don't realize this, so I don't understand this. We are a spiritual people. That's what we've always been. And our discernment on different situations is, like, very, very extremely high. But we don't have enough leaders. It's it's a lot of my sisters that buy their daughters this tight-ass shit that Nicki Minaj wear. But then get mad when somebody, when somebody – how you get mad when 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 uh, when another parent be like, "Why you got your why your daughter wearing that? Mind your own motherfucking business. That's my motherfucking child. I'm dressing the way the fuck I want. Who the hell is you? You ain't paying my bill. You ain't paying no car, no no house, no no nothing. Tell them my child to ask my my child what they wear and fuck you. What's your child wear? Bet your child a bastard. See like shit like that. Mm-hmm. They get offended when some truth come out, and it wasn't a hurtful truth. It was a reality truth. If you know your daughter is very developed, why the hell you letting her go to school with some leggings and you know she's built like a brick shit house? And then you wonder why she's you wonder why the school telling her to come back home and put on some different clothes. Then you wonder why she getting her her butt slapped and now she calling you saying he was slapping on my booty and he was playing with my cl-. the same designer clothes that look like skin that you bought because your daughter couldn't buy it. You bought it. You dressed your daughter. See, people don't want to admit, yes, I dressed my daughter up like a stripper to go to school. You were heightening the chance. And then they don't, don't nobody want to fess up. Don't nobody want to take responsibility. People don't, your son, no, you know damn well when your son walk out your house, your house, when you pay bills at, you know his pants is at his kneecap. Before he walk out the door, if he can walk out your door with his pants looking like knee pads and come back in your door that same way, you can't get mad when somebody check him. You can't you can't get mad. you can't get mad, and that's not a fashion statement. That means that you've been used and abused in your anal connection. That means that you've been rolled more times than Greyhound. That meant, yeah, come and get it. I'm ready. That's what that means. That's not a fashion statement. This is my expressing myself. You're expressing that you want someone in your ass. That's what you're expressing. That's it. That's all you're expressing. Because some people, some do that, and their drawers be dirty. How you going to sag your pants and drawers be dirty? <laughs> That's funny you say that because, personally, I don't find nothing attractive about that when a man does that to me, I'm like, well, why don't you just wear no pants at all and just wear a shirt and drawers because, I mean, you kind of waste the material by just having them hanging off your knees. I mean, what's the purpose of it? You know, but, like, they've done research studies and stuff. That shit messes with your hips. Like, after a while, after a while waddling side to side, it messes with your hips. What? I'm just saying... If you ever have to run from the police and you got your pants sagging to your kneecaps, bet your ass, Mr. Postman, because you can't get too far waddling around like a penguin. That's why a lot of that's why a lot of police are not mad that you sag. They racially profile you on if you sag your pants in some state. Mm-hmm. It's only a state or two 
that made it a law that you got to keep your pants up. That's true. Police don't want your pants up. You can run. You can run if your pants is up, and you got a Lord help me. Your pants is up, and you got a belt. The police ain't gonna catch you unless they shoot you. Right. But if but if you got a scratch on, if you got to scratch the back of your calf muscle to go in your back pocket, <laughs> I'm a I'm just walk. I'm not running to catch you. I'm going to walk, because nine times out of ten, if you try to run, you're going to fall. True that. True that, true that. Okay, I got another something with you. got another thing for you. What do you think about, in Ohio, Oklahoma, my bad, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, uh, down south in Oklahoma, they are talking about banning hoodies. Do you think this is something to cope or hinder? I think, personally, I believe they're trying to ban hoodies to prevent the whole, like, um, Trayvon Martin case where, you know, he was shot and he was wearing a hoodie and, you know, it was dark outside, it was nighttime. I'm thinking that they're doing it for that purpose, maybe, to help benefit. But I've heard a lot of people saying it's going to hinder. That's just another excuse for an officer to say, oh, if you're wearing a hoodie, then I can I can shoot you because I can't see who you are or what you have. So what do you think about that? That's bullshit. That whole little concept is bullshit. I would tell them, go right to hell, do not pass the lake and fire, collect $200, Mr. Jefferson. You're telling people to ban clothing. Are you fucking serious? We've worn hoodies for hundreds of years. You didn't say, let's ban the, the damn KKK hat. That's a real hoodie. You ain't say ban that. This black child lost his life, and now you want to punish hoodies. Why? You didn't want to do a ban until everybody started wearing hoodies in remembrance of him. That's when your ban came up. No, we need them to forget that. You're banning a portion of clothing, not even a full. You're banning a sweater that has a hood attached. You can't see their face. Really. That's garbage. That's a hidden agenda. Because if, you know, he was the only child that you know of with a hood that got killed that went news wide. Mm -hmm. But hoods have always been around. Hoodies have been around for a long time. Over 40 and 50 and 60 years. Just now you want to ban it? Because of that? True. You, you don't ban police brutality. But you're going to ban a piece of clothing. Get the fuck out of here. Well, see, that's interesting that you mentioned the clothing that the KKK wears. Ironically, if anybody actually knows, there's two things that's wrong with the KKK. One, the clothing that they wear is actually originally from an African tribe, which is kind of adds backwards to their agenda. Yeah. Two, the symbol of the swastika that they wear is actually a universal symbol of actually peace. They've made it a hate symbol. It's actually a universal symbol used in other countries for peace. So they're really actually completely ass backwards. I know. Just dumb. Very, very dumb, very dumb. 
Oh, and there's another thing. The ban on hoodies. Also, they're talking about um, doing, like, a nationwide ban on headphones. I don't know if you remember the case of a white young man that got killed in front of a gas station by a police officer. He had his headphones in his ears, and he was on his phone, and the officer pulled a gun out on him, I guess, assuming he was somebody he was looking for, an assailant. And the young man kept walking toward him, and the officer, I guess, told him, like, you know, don't move, but he couldn't hear him. Now, one, I know you can clearly see if somebody has headphones in. Two, the young man's looking at his phone, so evidently he cannot hear you. But they're talking about banning headphones because they're saying that's a liability that um, basically putting blame on a young man that because he could not hear, he was had a distraction, and that's what got him killed because he was distracted. Now, if he wasn't distracted, then he wouldn't have got killed. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, okay. Huh. You really want me to go there? Yes, I want you to go all the way there like Sunday morning. How fucking stupid do you have to be to ban headphones? You stupid jackasses. Y'all use headphones. Telemarketers use headphones. The police department uses headphones. If you ban headphones at this moment, Dr. Dre is going to lose $2 billion. True. iPhone is going to lose a lot of money. Every phone company is going to lose lots and lots of money. We got wireless headphones. PlayStation gonna lose money. Xbox One gonna lose money because they got headphones. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody on the planet, damn near wear headphones. So to do a headphone, I mean, the, the, you can't. It, that's even retarded. Whoever said we should ban headphones? You just slap the fuck out of them because that's dumb. That's the dumbest shit. But that, that's dumb. Why don't you say the truth? Don't nobody want to tell the truth. I told him to stop. He didn't stop. I saw him on his phone. I shot him. Fuck it. He paperwork. Just say that. Right. True. True. You don't, you don't want to be a monster. You're a monster. Get over it. Shit. I'm tired. These people make my back itch. <laughs> Well, Marcel, are you scratching your back? Can you unmute my sister's mic? I want to know if there's anything she wants to talk about. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's talking to you, love. Hey, honey. Oh, yes. Hey. I want to know, are there any that you want to talk about or discuss that's going on that you have to put on the platform I do have one issue, something that happened tonight. Okay. Um, I took my daughter to see Cinderella. First, we were going to go see um, uh, The Lazarus Effect. She she loves horror movies. And we're at the theater, and I know y'all probably done experiences before. A whole lot of kids came in whole bunch of them. And y'all, they were so loud. 
cussing, people telling them to hush. As people was telling them to hush, they telling folks to hush back. It was a row of them sitting behind us, you know. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a few more minutes because, you know, it's the previews. But, you know, people like looking at the previews too, you know. And I told my daughter, I said, if um, if uh, they keep it up, uh, we're going to leave. I'm going to give my money back and we're going to leave. And she was like, okay, because they was getting on her nerves too. She's 13. And, I mean, I turned around and looked at them. You know what I'm saying? They kind of quieted down just a little bit, you know. And then I turned back around, and I tell you, they were cussing, the girls and the guys, the boys and everything, kicking the back of our chairs, just so disrespectful. You know what I mean? And I know that we were kids once, too. But if we were out somewhere and an adult said something like that to us, we immediately shut shut it down. Because, you know, it just seemed like we had more respect. You know, when I was coming up and everything, and, and of course, there was some a few little bad ones out the bunch, but like these days, it seems like the kids just don't have as much respect for other people. You know what I mean? And so when the movie was getting ready to start and everything, they were still just loud, loud. I couldn't take it no more. So me and my daughter uh, got up, and when we got up, one of them said something smart. My 13-year-old daughter, she got really, really mad. And turned around and cussed. And I said, Layla. And she was like, I can't help it, Mama. It just made me mad because they, they had said something smart or whatever. And it made me mad. And I turned around and I told them, I said, uh, is there something that you have to say? And the little girl, this little girl said, uh, there wasn't none of me. That was them down there. you know. And I kind of, I went off, but in an adult way. You know what I mean? I was just telling them how they need to have more respect for the people that they're around, and I told them that they must don't have any respect for themselves or their parents either, you know, and, you know, they need to take in consideration other people in here, and, you know, they, they, they were just trying to show out for little friends or whatever stuff, you know, I, I, I went off on in a nice, nasty type of way to get my point across, you know what I mean, and when I got to I said, is there anything else you got to say? You know, and they just got quiet. And I, and I left up out of there. And the manager gave us our tickets, you know, they gave us the money back and everything and uh, took my daughter to uh, another theater, you know. And uh, we that's where we went, ended up going to see Cinderella. But I'm like, where is the respect at? You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. I I'm mean, that, like, I've had that happen. And I'm 19, so I'm, I'm right. young. Like, these uh-huh. are my tears sometimes. And I even had that where I'll go to a theater or I'll go out to eat somewhere. And yeah. there's, like, all these youngsters, who I call them mm-hmm. youngsters because they're actually, like, young-minded. And they're all loud and obnoxious. And I'm like, come on, y'all, yeah. like, chill out. And then they'll look at me like, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm talking mm-hmm. to you. And you over there, can y'all just, like, tone it down? But the right. thing is, I think a lot of times the reason why a lot of younger people don't have respect is because their parents are too busy trying to get oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to be their parent. So mm-hmm. they don't you don't respect your peers sometimes. So why would you respect your parent that's trying to be mm-hmm. your peer? Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. And I did mention that too, you know. I said, I wonder how your mama raised you, you know, and a couple of them like, Woo, but I was serious, you know what I mean? Because um if I found out my daughter ever, any one of my kids ever disrespected somebody older than them, they already know that they would immediately get stumped or kicked in their back, okay, whether I'm around them or not. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because that's the way I raised them. 
You feel me? You know, and I'm like, you know, you you're a reflection on me. I said, you need to think about yourself. Don't be worried about trying to uh, make your friends laugh and everything and stuff. You always be respectful to other people. You know, but it just kind of just, you know. No. Yeah, you know. I'm glad because the thing, the thing about it is, first and foremost, when you see a cluster of kids come to a show. Uh Uh-huh. Nine times out of ten, their parents don't want them in the house. So they just right. say, that's problem. Uh-huh. They drove up to the show. They already coming with the attention to have. To maybe show they, don't, they don't give them attention. Uh-huh. So they bring all the attention, whether it's negative or positive, into their atmosphere to make yeah. them. It's a shift. Because if I kick you in the back of the chair, I physically know I'm kicking you. Uh-huh. 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 Hold on, what? Uh, well, yeah, it's just a, it's like a travesty. Yeah, I started to tell them I fight little children. Y'all better. You, <laughs> I was so mad. Yeah, so let me get on up out of here. And my daughter too, because I mean, when I tell you she was furious, and to hear her, you know, cuss. I said, I know you, you know, you mad and angry too. I said, but don't, don't lower yourself. You know, because of, of them, she said, "I just couldn't help, Mom. I'm sorry." You know, I said, "You know, I accept your apology. You're human. You know, and everything and stuff." You know, I said, "But don't, don't even. You know, you don't even have to do that. You know, don't even do it. You know, Mama got it. You know, so that's my rant for the for the evening. <laughs> you well, know, I'm glad people that to the platform because that is true. People have to just people in or in general just have to learn how to have more respect for one another. Yeah, and, and I think think is every generation is different. Um, mm-hmm. You know, from when my mom's generation back in the sixties, you know, like me say, but in the sixties, you know, <laughs> growing up from the sixties on into the eighties, and then me being a nineties kid, like the, the generations change. Because I know mm-hmm. my my nephew who's like seven now, just seeing him growing up, and it's, I know it's going to be a whole lot different for him. Yeah, you know, especially right. him, like. He's biracial, you know, his mom is white, dad is black. And he's mm-hmm. very complex where he almost passes for white. Okay. And so mm-hmm. I know he's going to have, like, a different childhood growing up. Yeah. It's almost like I want to, like, tell him, hey, this is what I went through when I was a kid. But when I get yeah. older, when, like, he gets older, I know it's not going to be the same as when I was a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And things are totally, you know, different than what they are in and. And like you said before, it is totally how you raise, you know, your children and what you instill, you know, inside of them and everything. And so many of these parents so busy trying to be sister and brother and be the cool the cool mama, you know, so much and everything. You can be a cool mama, but you still set them boundaries, you know, and everything as well. But um, it's just a sad situation, you know, and, I've, you know, I've been in situations you know, different other situations like that, too. And I'm like, do you not see me standing here? You know, why are you talking about, you know, these kids, these little girls, they look like no more than 13, 14 years old, my daughter age. You know, we in Rite Aid in the pharmacy and everything. They behind us talking about sucking dick. You know what I'm saying? And my daughter is standing right there. And I just turned around and looked at them like, are you serious? And that's the thing, like, sex is just so, so wildly induced with them. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that now, even at a young age, they sucking and swallowing for position, for status yeah. quo, who they going to give it up to. 
movie theaters normally hate me because uh-huh. if, if it's a crew of kids, because I love movies. I love movies. Yeah, me too. If it's a crew uh-huh. of kids and they behind me, I would have uh-huh. walked right to the bathroom and told the manager on each and every one of them, told them right where their seats was. Uh-huh. I, I said, they're cussing. They're being belligerent. They're uh-huh. interfering with the uh-huh. process of the show. And I'm the one, I'm uh-huh. speaking for the whole group of people that are in this theater that pay good money uh-huh. for this show. They need to leave. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I definitely, I told the manager, if, you know, when I told the manager, he uh, radioed in because they had security outside, and security security immediately, you know, went up in there and everything, so I don't know what happened, you know, with that. I just got the uh, money, you know, we went on down to the other, other theater and everything, you know, and I talked to my daughter, you know, a situation yeah. like that happened, I talked to my daughter, uh, and just in in her the morals and to have respect for herself and others, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so that's what's up. Mm. My boy does that. He, my boy is the he's the movie he's the he's the movie whisperer. Mm, the movie whisperer. <laughs> like he like he'll sit purposely where it's a whole bunch of belligerent bad kids. Mm-hmm. And then while they talking all out the side of their neck, he'll turn around and say, and, and he'll just say it so smooth. He'll be like, do y'all got a problem that we need to settle right now? Before the, before the, before the credits roll, do we have a problem we need to um, settle? Then everybody, everybody become instant virgins. They be, I don't even think they breathe when he be talking. Uh-huh, because they're not expecting it, huh? Because he's like too, he, he, T two seventy five, but he's six seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, he a big, he a big, he wow. a big boy. His hands, like, his hands are like footballs, oh, like yeah. football. But he, and then it, the same kids that was quiet when, when he came out of the theater, he taught them something. He said, he said, "Where is your parents?" They said, "Well, our parents dropped us off." When your parents dropped you off. I'm my child. He told his children. He said, "Okay, I need y'all to get in the car." He said, "Your uncle Charles will be with you." Mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk to my parents, and I'm gonna get this situated. Mm-hmm. He waited with them till their parents got there. We waited extra forty minutes. Their parents got there. He said, "I don't know you. You don't know me. But this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna teach your daughters some respect, and I'm taking it that these are their boyfriends. You need to get their your daughters to break up with these niggas right now." Mm-hmm. So the daughters was talking about giving head and having sex and all this other stuff. Well, I'm trying to watch a movie with my daughter. My daughter mm-hmm. is 12 years old. And she mm-hmm. was hearing 14 and 15-year-olds talking some stuff that I don't even say in public areas. And then it was like, well, who was you? He said, me? I am an elder. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to know about me. Yeah. Because I can get your children to respect me because they did. Because once I talked to them, they were quiet for the rest of the movie. I don't even know if they even remember the rest of the movie because they were so nervous. But they were behind yeah. me. He said, they don't fear you at all. And it was like, I said, how old? He, he asked me, he said, well, how old is you? Well, I'm 25. Hold on. You're 25 and your daughter's 14? I said, okay, this is a kid raising a kid. Oh, That's yeah. why your daughter don't respect you. He said, that's why your daughter don't respect you, because y'all, y'all equal. There's no mm-hmm. way she can be equal in this works. Like, he really he really went on some father to life for real. Yeah. He said, I come to this theater every week with my child. This, this, this is my child's outlet. If I come in this then following week, 
and your children are here and they're in the theater that I'm in, if they're getting mm-hmm. out of line, I'm, I want to talk to the fathers because obviously the mother's not doing their job that he walked away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I you, he said, it took everything in me not to punch them little bastards in their chest so hard uh-huh. that they folded up like suitcases. He said, it uh-huh. took me so much because my daughter started to cringe. Like his daughter don't like cuss words. Yeah. So he don't even use he don't use cuss words around her. Around her. So yeah. when they were saying it, she started to cringe. And when his daughter cringed, he one of them daddies. He the daddy that take you downstairs in the basement, that polish all the guns in the house, and had the had the deer heads and the other animal heads all around mm-hmm. the basement, and saying that this spot for you. Mm-hmm. That that's he's that guy. <laughs> well, okay. He he, he's that, he don't play, and he know that. He know that I'm a little more like the youth love me. But when I was hearing him going out of line, I took his daughter three rolls down so she wouldn't hear that garbage. Mm-hmm. I could have negotiated it a little better, but they needed they needed a, a quick lesson in respect that only he can give because he has a he has a presence like that. I, I can turn mine on and off because I like to, you know I like to be silly. Y'all know I'd be like to be silly and stuff, you know. But at that moment, I had to be more like a dad. And I don't want to. I ain't want to preach him. I ain't want to preach or teach to him like that. Because I was trying to enjoy the movie personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't mind. He was ready to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the, yeah. The, the respect level is non-existent. But there's not enough leaders. If you had at least more thirty-year-olds, thirty and up, teaching the the tw- the, the middle twenties and down. More about what they've been through to even make it to thirty. Mm-hmm. Like you got to make it to thirty-five and forty before you talk stuff against a forty-five and fifty-year-old. You got to make it there. You got eighteen-year-olds that might not make it to eighteen and a half talking to a fifty-year-old like they ain't got no sense. Yeah, right. That girl right. that knocked, that girl that got her block knocked off in the bus. That was a young girl. Mm-hmm. That was a young girl, and I don't, you know me, I don't like no man hitting no woman under no circumstances. I don't, but some women mm-hmm. try you. Yeah. That young girl punched him, slapped him, and spit in his face as a bus driver. Mm-hmm. That's why he hit her so hard. She saw moons, glovers, mm-hmm. green, everything else in the Lucky Charm box. Uh-huh. You don't play with elders. No, you don't. Serena Butterfly Brown, a.k.a. Scorpion, is a grown-ass woman. They don't know you like they should. If Layla wasn't there, if Layla wasn't there, you would have brought the day after tomorrow. Two kids would have been nervous. I'm trying to tell you now. I think my presence did enough because, you know, I had her to stand. I told her to go on out the the door, you know what I'm saying? Because by the time she had, you know what I'm saying, we, we was coming on down the steps and everything, I said, go on, go on to the door. And then that's when I turned around went up there and stood in front of them. And like I said, there was a whole bunch of them in there, you know. But I'm letting them know, I ain't scared of you, and you ain't finna disrespect me, you know. You ain't finna disrespect You thought I wasn't going to say nothing. See, that's what messed them up when I turned turned around. They thought I wasn't going to say nothing to them. But now I'm not going to cower down to no child, nobody. You know what I mean? I'm not going to cower down to no child. Listen mm-hmm. to how you say that. You say that, gangster. I ain't about to cower down no child. Oh, no. No, sir. This message over here. You better I'm watch the talk I hear from a pimp. I'm trying to tell you right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
that's yeah. that's interesting though. Like y'all say that because I know, like me growing up, I was always called yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes no ma'am. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like I do that still, even with me going on twenty now. I still do mm-hmm. that. And like my like my peers, like they'll be like Ashley, why are you doing that? I'm like because that's respectful. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't have to respect them. You're grown. You don't have to. I'm like, I'm grown. That's why mm-hmm. I'm being respectful. Like respectful because right. I'm grown and. Like, uh, I'm an old soul, so I always get teased for doing that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've even, like, had to set people in line that are my age. And then they'll look at me because I'm quiet and I don't say anything. But when I do mm-hmm. say something, I let them be known. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to listen. We'll be quiet. Because mm-hmm. me, I'll be quick. Like, a little six-year-old, my cousin, is like six, six and seven. They're bad as heck. I'll be quick to punch a little six-year-old in, in line. <laughs> I'm like, okay. no, I'll punch you. And then I'll mm-hmm. tell you, mama, that I'll punch you. you okay. <laughs> Somebody got to do it, huh? Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ashley, I'm, I'm, I'm 44 years old, and I still say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. You know, that's just something that's been instilled in me, you know, from the get-go and everything. And, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, I know a lot of people all over the country, you know, do it. It's, but, you know, a lot of people in the South, whatever, and everything and stuff. And I just came up north, and people are like, you don't have to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am to me. No, that's the way I, I grew up to be respectful like that. I still say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am to my mom. You know what I mean? My uh, my great aunts, you know, people that are older, you know, much older than I am and everything. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You know, it's, it's just in me. And, I, and my children do the same thing. It's just, you know, our way of showing respect. Mm-hmm. But that's good. And, you know, I have so much respect for you. I told you this before. You're so, you're so wise beyond your years, honey. You know, you, girl, you use something else. And I'm not just saying that. I'm not just saying that to be saying that. Got a lot of respect for you, you know, uh, as a woman and everything, you know, at, at your age and everything. You got, you know, a very wise very wise uh, young lady. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Proud of you. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Thank you. No problem. Very proud of you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm going to sit back in a cut and listen to the rest of y'all conversation. So thank you for letting me air that out. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Monster, monster, monster. How are you feeling about this show tonight? We've had some pretty good discussions. We've put some things on the table. I see your audience here. You know, Ray Baby's here in the audience. She's got, you know, all these questions. And she's, she, you know, she be trying to play 101 questions. I told her, we ain't got all the time like that in the studio. It's cold in here. She's like, no, I got 101 questions, and I need to answer today. You know, so it's been oh. cool being in here. You know, and we just talking it up and everything because, you know, on the streets, we're all about our music and lyrics. You know, sometimes we have to talk about the raw facts that people don't really want to talk about. Very, very true. That's ready. All right. I'm ready. So for the women, our women audience out there, what are... Ten signs you can tell them to look for in a relationship of whether or not their other half or their boyfriend may be abusive. 
what are ten signs of an abusive boyfriend? Well, the number one sign is that most abusive boyfriends hide behind I'm not controlling. They want to keep making you think that they're not controlling, but you look at the area, your location, everything that they do, they want to make sure they control the atmosphere. They have they have spurts of a jealous streak. If anybody else shows you attention, that you rally behind that attention even a little bit, they automatically assume the worst. But she fucking hell. But I'm about to make they they overexert themselves to make everybody know that you are there. But then when they do that, you start to less become or less be their woman and more like their property. It's like you're trying to you're trying to show out. And then when you show out like that, that's one. Number two, when you have arguments, or if they're very argumentative, by the way that their voice raises, a person can kill you with their eyes. Most of most abusive boyfriends have a bad habit of constantly wanting to show out in public. They'll show out like they'll talk down to you in public or they'll or they'll make a scene in public and then when you knowing that you're the one that's gonna calm it down, when you calm it down, if you calm it down and it makes look makes them look like a punk, they'll say, We'll talk about that later. Once if they bring it back up, that meant they did not forget about what happened or transpired. They're still that mad that was that time is still there. So if you go back and forth, you're not going to get any more witty banter or a conversation. Their fists are going to start to clench. You'll see a little grit in their teeth. They'll start to look at you less like they love you and more like, I'm about to beat your ass. The abusive boyfriends give you tall tale signs that they're abusive. If somebody else is your friend, especially if you have male friends, they hate all your male friends because they're thinking you're fucking all of them. They, they think you automatically, so they're really calling you a hoe. They just don't want to say it. And and they they take those steps. If you try to if you try to walk away from an argument and they grab you with strength, if you can't calm them down in three point five seconds after they grab you with strength, you have to get to a degree. You have to be prepared because the danger has to set in. If he's pulling on to you, if he's pulling close to you, and you don't want him in your space, now he's an attacker. He's an aggressor. His aggression goes from zero to 100 real quick. Abusive boyfriends, number three, like to really, when they really start beating your ass, is when they like to isolate you from your family. They make you think that everybody that's that's, that's your friends is not your friends. The things that you used to do, you can't do. Like, they really believe they can do no wrong. And what they say is what they say is the highway. And if you disagree with it, then you're wrong. You're stupid. Number four, they're very self-centered. They're very into themselves. They very they want to make sure that you praise them like they're a god, even though they don't have god credentials. They want you to praise them like they're a god, like they're king, like they're master. But they don't show any actions that they deserve these accolades. They don't show you that they deserve to even be thought of as a king, but they want you to see them as a king, which in their mindset is a ruler. You, I say yes, you say how high. 
I say no, you don't go. And then when you start to really get upset, don't get upset and go out with your girls. And he call you, and you don't answer your phone. But every time you don't pick up your phone, be prepared to fight when you come home. Because now you done let somebody who's not really chemically balanced in his brain, now you done gave his mind to do all these idle thoughts like, She's fucking somebody. She's fucking somebody. Her girls ain't shit. Her girls trying to get her to fuck this and that and this, this, man, them hoes. And she believing them hoes. And yeah, I remember that one dude she talked to the last time I said I was her friend. I was some close and good friend. And she fucking him. She's probably sucking his dick right now. Oh, I can't wait till she get home. I won't beat this bitch ass. She's going she gonna to not going to disrespect me. See, you giving them, but every time you don't answer, that's just another level that you want to deal with. So if he multiplies that, if the man is. It, if the man is calling you back to back to back to back to back to you with your girl saying, I'm not about to call him, if you're not about to call him, don't go the fuck home to the next day and go with somebody. And then do it for a week. Don't just do it for one day. Don't go with somebody and then when you come home, you let that person leave, then he beat the shit out of you. Then you make sure that that person don't come back. No, it don't work like that. You make you make sure that if you if you said... Because this is the thing. Abusive men don't give a fuck about, they don't give a fuck about the fact that they hurt you. It's all about you hurt me. So an abusive man is a grown-ass baby that throw temper tantrums, and their temper tantrums cause chaos. That's all the fuck they are. Because if you don't do what they sell, do what they say, they do tantrums. Like, all right. I'll give you an example. If, a, if, a, if an abusive man to tell you to give him fellatio, and you really don't want to do it, when they start hitting on you and punching on you, they want you to submit to their authority. If you take it as play and you don't take it as serious, you just became their trained monkey. They're training you to let them do what the fuck they want to do to you. Because any time they can fight you, punch you, grab you, scratch you, bite you, and it's not in an intimate situation that you approve of, they're training you to let them do whatever they want. Because they can do all these disastrous things to you. Fuck you, you'll still lay down to sleep next to them, and you're going to cook them breakfast. You're not thinking about grit ball. I don't approve of Midi on some subjects of just cross-dressing, but you 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 cooking the man who made you suck his dick food. That's that's what you that's what you're doing now. He's stupid, but he's not that stupid because he knows that you're so submissive that you're going to cook him a full course meal and then he can fuck you like a tramp as soon as you get done, and you ain't gonna do shit. He's he they, they literally literally rip away at your self-respect or your self-esteem and everything that you hope to be, they tear you down inch by inch by inch because they got to have you weak. Because abusive men can't really fuck with a strong woman. Because a strong woman, the first time the nigga yell, she might bust a cat. She might stab him in his dick. She might, she might cook him a full-course meal and poison the shit out of it. Because he's so stupid, he's going to eat it with a smile on his face. Now he's shutting out his nose, his mouth, his ears, his ass, and everything. And he don't know what happened. Fool, you just put your hands on her and this was the consequence. They can't deal with strong women. They need a woman. They need a woman. And they need to turn her weak. Because if they can make her weak, they can control. They have to do that. 
That's the goal they have to accomplish. They have to accomplish it. That's like a necessary goal. Number five, first time they hit you. If you don't give them, if, if the first time they hit you, if you don't give them an immediate response to that hit, if you don't do the most absolute violent shit that you can to make them know that, no, nigga, this wasn't cool. If you let them slide with it, that one hit going to turn into two. It's going to turn into three. It's going to turn into kicks. It's going to turn into stomps. It's going to turn into humiliation in front of his boys. It's going to turn into, well, you want to do a threesome? It's going to turn into, yeah, let's let's fuck on tape. My boy going to hold the camera. Then it's going to turn into a game bang, a busto session. Like, it's levels to this shit. It turned into all different types of stuff if you don't nip it in the bud. First time you put your hands on you, if you don't try to, if you ain't leaving, all right, you ain't leaving. Okay, he didn't hit you. You're not leaving. The night or whatever else he did to you, the night that he's rested, he's vulnerable to attack. Start cooking chicken. Not put chicken in it. Get the the chicken grease. Fry that shit up till it's nice and scalding hot. Take that whole skillet, throw it right on his fucking face. If if he beat you and had sex, throw it throw it on his, throw it on his dick. Fuck it. You got to make him know that it's every action causes a reaction. Because abusive boyfriends become bitches when they find out that they woman ain't taking that shit. If if he hits you and you rock his ass back, and I mean rock him and continuously rock him, he hits you, you beat his ass, bet you don't hit you no more. Y'all might break up that day. That's probably the best thing that happened for him to stay alive. Because it gets so bad in a relationship today, damn near beat the girl to death. They done beat her down mentally. Now it's just for the physical, for the full completion. Women have the power not to take that shit. But they let that one go into two, go into three, and then it goes into levels. Because abusive men have abusive men have real cocky, arrogant attitudes. And then they'll beat you and then say, I'm sorry. How you put your hands on how you put your hands on a woman, hurt her, bruised her face up, and then said, I'm sorry, I don't know what I did, I'll never do it again. It's that woman's choice right there. He he didn't beat me. He didn't hurt me, and all this other shit. I'm gonna make sure he never does this again, to me or nobody else. Got to make him pay. You could either you could either do it yourself, get the police involved. If the put if the and if you choose not to do the police, you got to make him pay. You can't just let the man hit you and get away with the shit. You can't. I don't even care if you. I don't. I don't care if you take a pipe out your damn sink and you hit him in the mouth with it. You got to let him know that it's. It's consequences, because you didn't deserve that. That's awesome. See, I'm, I'm not an advocator of violence, but I'm a I'm a disassimilator of bullshit. It's too many of these hoe-ass niggas who say that they, that abuse their women and think that they kings. They ain't going to abuse. I've gotten to a lot of fights that I shouldn't even got in, but the fact that it's niggas just, niggas just got crowns, but they're not kings. And the women is crowning these dudes. They're crowning these dudes like, no, I don't want to talk back to him. Yeah, I want to stay Smith to him. You know, he's the shit and everything. He's treating you like shit. He's treating you like paper from his ass. And he's cleaning his ass with you. And you think this shit cool. And he know that. I'm a real ass dude. I'm going to blow your boyfriend's shit out. 
I don't care if you like me after, because my job wasn't the my job wasn't to take you from him. Mm-mm. My job was to let him know that every action causes a reaction. Shouldn't get away with it. That's how I feel. That's true. That's true. All right, she got one more question. Okay. One more question. Be quiet. Um, what would you say to a woman that's been sexually assaulted? What would you say for her to free herself, or what would you say for her to do? A couple of things I would say to her. First and foremost, like as a man, because you know, as a man, man, I would. Well, as a man, I would have to formally apologize for the men, not for these whole-ass monsters, because they don't deserve no mercy of what's going to happen to them. I would tell her that, no, it was not your fault that happened to you. The situation was fucked up, but something in the situation transformed where you were the target, because they initially targeted you. It's not just for happenstance. Some dudes are just predators, but most of the time, they already was lusting so much to the point that they went upon what they were going to do. They were already plotting it. A lot of men, I'm not even calling them men, a lot of hoe-ass bastards are schemers and plotters. They're plotting on a lot of sisters' destruction. Just as soon as they get what they want. So a woman that's been sexually assaulted, she got to realize it's not her fault because she has to heal her responsibility. It's not your fault because no man on this God's green earth has a right to take from you. He doesn't have the right to take, tear, rip, bleed, scrape anything from you. They don't have that right. It was not their right because they're killing you on the inside. They don't have that right. So you have to heal with the first thing I say is it's not your fault. Second. You have to take it to the next levels. If if situations happen to you or you've been sexually assaulted more than a couple of times and you as a person have changed what you do, then that means your environment is hostile. And in a hostile environment, you have to have the mindset of a military person. If you're in a hostile environment and you already know your enemy, you know your enemy, your enemy is not hiding from you. You have to either get stronger or tougher or make sure they don't touch you no more. You have to tell the police. If the police not working, tell the commission. The commission not working, tell the mayor. If the mayor not working, write it to Obama. Do whatever. Everybody in the state should know your pain because they should not get away with it. Now, the thing about that is when you go in that legal route, you really have to drive it that they had no right to do this to you. I don't give a fuck what the lawyers say on their half. Like, if you wouldn't have been in this place, no, they did not have the right to put their dick in you, and you did not allow it. They didn't have no rights. That was absolutely no rights. And for them to even, as a lawyer or a defense attorney, to even try to say, well, well, she was at this place, and if she wasn't drinking, then maybe it wouldn't have happened. You're doing a whole bunch of hypotheticals when most people, they, most people get raped and they're not drugged. That they don't have alcohol. None of that happens. So no, he, you did not do it. The people who did that to you are less than humans. Yes, they're subhumans. They're monsters. Because all they had was a ravenous aptitude when it came to you. They wanted to destroy you. 
Don't give them the satisfaction of thinking that they're right. Don't let them get away with that shit. Now, if if it escalates to certain situations happen, call in your brothers, call in your cousins. Most people don't have a family that's just full of women. Call call in the troops. I know that you have to look at your environment. You have to look at will it ruin their lives, but your life is already ruined. If they love you, if they really love you, they'll support you. You need to a support system, a strong support system. Tell me you need a strong support system, and it got to be more than two or three motherfuckers. Because if it's more than two or three motherfuckers fucking with you, you're going to need like 15 to 20 motherfuckers. Because they friends got friends and they friends got friends. You have to think in a mindset of a military person. If they're strategically plotting to take you out, you have to strategically plot to keep you safe. It's not a lot of mercy. You have to pray for yourself. Pray for your inner healing and then heal yourself physically. Get yourself stronger. Get your willpower up. Get your determination up and get your mindset up that this is not going to happen to me no more. I'm no longer the victim. Because they won't, they, they victimize you, but they want you to stay the victim. Because victims normally cower in fear. They're, the power that they have is fear. fear. Intimidation is fear. They have to have fear and intimidation to work all this bullshit on you. If you don't fear them, then all their power they have is superficial. You can make them fear you just like they have you fearing them. It's not that hard. If the se- if one of the individuals sexually assaults you, and and you ha- and the opportunity presents itself that an individual that loves you beats their ass, don't have them just halfway beat their ass. Make them take a couple days in the hospital. You had a couple days in the hospital. They not know better than you. So if you had three days, give them five days. If you had four days, give them three weeks. They got to. They got to pay for the situation. You are a warrior. Women, especially black women, are one of the strongest women on the planet. And and a lot of undeserving bastards who call themselves men want to hurt these queens. That's why they don't deserve they don't deserve children. They don't deserve because the shoe, when the shoe is on the other foot, when the rapist rapes somebody and tries to claim a child, what if their child got raped? What would they do? They're not even thinking that. Well, I did it. Karma's a bitch. Whatever you do comes back around to you. And like whatever you do comes back around to you. So I would tell I would tell I would tell them get your support system up. Definitely. People who got your back. Don't tell nobody you know don't really fuck with you. Tell people you know that fuck with you that I need support. I need help. I can't do this by myself because you can't. A person that's been sexually assaulted normally can't do shit by themselves. They need help. Then they got to strategize and put it into position, but they got to realize if their help is not in the vicinity, they have to be ready to make their presence be felt. If an individual that has assaulted them in the past comes back into the surface, they have to be ready to make them pay. Fuck this punching them or blowing their shit out. You're going to have to break their kneecap. You're gonna have to hear the bitches shatter. They're gonna have to be able to. They're gonna be have to not able to walk. They should not come out of that situation unscathed. I ain't talking about no little scratches or nothing. They need to be either wheelchair bound or mortuary bound. 
to let them know that you're not playing. And but have your reason. Don't don't make it look like you're a vigilante. Have your reason. This individual is the one that destroyed me. They came back into my vicinity to finish the job. I wasn't having it, and then they got what they paid for. That's why they're asking in the hospital. Don't even bat an eye. Be real fucking serious when you tell the police what what popped off, because if they're coming back into this in, the, in your environment to finish what they started, you have to make sure they can't leave your environment. Police have listened to you. They need facts. The fact of the matter is, if this person assaulted a woman like that, but he's not nowhere to be seen, how can they really arrest him? You break his damn kneecaps where he can't walk away. They know where he at. He's he's right in the crime scene. Right. So he's there. Now you can call, and they can wait. They can wait because they're not going nowhere. Women are powerful, strong, confident. Sexual assaulters try to destroy that confidence. They try to destroy what makes a woman a woman. And, like, they're the biggest bitches. Before I call a woman a bitch, I call them a bitch all day. They're the biggest bitches. You take the shit that don't belong to you. And you think it's and you think it's funny. That's some coward ass shit. I've I've ran I've ran with individuals that are that never in their life been cowards. I've I've seen what happened when when a, when a man that abuses or sexually assaults a woman and the nigga get caught. And I called him nigga. Yes, I did because he's ignorant. When he get caught by a real one, a real one will beat him in the mouth with the back of a nine millimeter until the clip fall out. In their mouth. They don't even know. They don't they don't have what they've instilled in their victims. They they haven't experienced that. That's why they are that's why they got their chest all poked out like they're Superman. Superman has kryptonite. Superman can got killed multiple times. Just because you got your chest poked out don't mean can't nobody hit you with the kryptonite. They gotta they gotta understand. It's cause and effect. Every action is a reaction. They have to be held responsible for their actions. So I would just, my advice to them is, you know, you got to heal yourself. You got to keep telling yourself, even if you don't fucking believe yourself, say it until you believe it. This was not my fault. They had no right. This is not my fault. They had no right. This is not my fault. He had no right. Because he doesn't. There's no book that's created that says a man has the right to rape a woman. Not one. So if there's not one book in creation that says a man has a right to rape a woman, why in the fuck do you think that you have the right? Who told you? Whoever told you can't read. Where did they get this knowledge? Where who was it was it an was it an intervention? No. It wasn't an intervention. This is something you wanted and desired and you thought that it's okay to take. It's not. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Thanks, Will. Well, I'll be I appreciate what you gave her. She's going to take it into account. She has a couple people she's going to speak with tonight. She says she loves and appreciates you. Love her, too. Again, love her, too. 
Walmart. So it looks like we have done our job tonight here in the studio. We've enlightened and moved our audience. We have broken some barriers, put some things on some tables, and it made people think and hopefully go back to someone that we've talked about and maybe in their life is going through similar issues or even look at themselves. And hopefully we change the mind and possibly save some lives tonight. Yep, yep. That's it. Have a good night, y'all. Have a good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.